Alright, you're listening to Duck and the Usher. I'm Josh Denkamp. I am Zach Fisher. And our movie today is the 1994 film, The Chase. <coughs> yes, indeedy. How are, All you, right. how are you doing today, Mr. Zach? I am great, man. I'm doing real good. We both just celebrated birthdays. He just had a birthday, I Josh, did. over here. 31. So today is what? Today's the 2nd, right? October 2nd? October 2nd. Yeah, my birthday was yesterday. Day two for Sober October for me. You're, you're probably listening to this on the on the fifth. So yeah. That's when we're releasing it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Let's well, so you're listening to our past self. So right now you're time traveling. A little or, bit. Or we are. An, an audio time travel. Audio time travel. We're traveling through time. <laughs> uh, so um yeah, we're so we're back now after a, a little bit of a hiatus. It wasn't really a hiatus for you guys, but it was for us. So. Yeah, cuz uh, the three episodes that you've listened to so far, we we pretty much recorded those in like a week. Yeah. We we kind of so it's been a little while since we actually sat down and yeah, did this thing. It's been good. We've had, you know, like like we said a little time off to do things so that now it's back to work. You and know, I, I want to do a shout out to your buddy. Oh, hit it. To your buddy, yeah, Chris, man. right? Yeah. Chris Rios. One Christopher Rios. Uh, he left us an amazing review on Facebook. You guys can do that, too. Um, I just put my, yeah. put my hand in front of my voice. So you can, <laughs> uh, but he left us a great review, and thank in, you, Mr. Chris. In front of your voice? In front of my voice, yes. I threw my throat. I like to put mine behind it. Behind it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he left us a great review, and uh, I, I realize you guys can leave reviews on our um, our Facebook page. And uh, I did see that on our website, duckintheusher.com. Mm-hmm. There is now a link at the top for Podchaser. I've never heard of this. Podchaser, I guess it's like a review. Yeah, I've been seeing the, the notifications for like the. Uh, yeah, it's like sign up for it. So I yeah. guess if you're a big podcast junkie, um, you can go and like review podcasts. So yeah. if you wouldn't mind doing that for us, that'd be cool. I also didn't realize that. I don't want to review ourselves because then it just. No, kind of looks I, a little, that's uh, a little self serving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't I realize one that. Star. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we suffice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that. I guess uh, podcasts on Spotify are a relatively new thing. Yeah, I think I was talking to my cousin. He he, he runs a, a podcast, and uh, he said, "Yeah, they're like it's brand new." Because he was on there when there were only like thirty podcasts. And I was really like, good for you, dude. But now he's like, now everybody's on there, so it kind of yeah. kills his ratings. Well, I, well, it started trending on uh, Twitter. I, I follow. I'm on Twitter a lot. If follow us on Twitter, like because. I mean, yeah, it, all the other social media platforms, Twitter, we, we get Twitter plenty of love. Inst- Twitter and Instagram, Zach, is, uh, he takes care of that. I take yeah. care of the Facebook, so if you ever see us meet someone commenting as Duck and the Usher, that's that's most likely me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I got access to that, too. But I'm on Twitter a lot, and I, I use Twitter quite a bit. I, I, I personally really like it. I know a lot of people think it's very toxic, and it is. So Tweet, Zach. Tweet, yeah, tweet well, at me. Tweetly deet. Tweetly deetly deetly deetly. All right, uh, so, oh, so are you ready chase. to talk about this? Yeah, so 1994. 94. Um. It was another big year for movies. Really big year. Do you want me to list out the movies? Yeah. Okay, so I'll tell you what. This movie didn't... I think we should always talk about whatever movies yeah. our current movie was up against. It was... so we could th- see. This is the top seven movies of, like, grossing films of 1994. You have The Lion King. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Massive. Forrest Gump. Also. True Lies. Holy crow. The Flintstones. Somehow that did well. I actually saw that in theaters, actually. I think I did, too. Um, which is a fun movie. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, and there's a connection between the Flintstones and this movie. The guy who plays Dalton Voss. Was he, he in? Was in Twin Peaks. With Kyle MacLachlan, who Lachlan. played Cliff Vanderkade. Yep. All right, all right. Uh, the Mask came out with Jim Carrey. Okay. Two Jim Carrey movies came out. Also, we had Speed and Dumb and Dumber. 
Speed. Not Speed. Dumb and Dumber and The Mask. Oh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Jeff, right. So there's the, yeah. So you have The Mask, uh, Speed, and Dumb and Dumber. So you had two movies for both of them in the same year. What was the second Jim Carrey movie? The Mask. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's right. Okay, all right. You're right. There, there it is. Okay. <laughs> so those were like the top seven films. Um, <clears throat> this movie came out, the I think, the same, same weekend as uh, Dumb and Dumber. Okay. And so Dumb and Dumber kind of just killed that pretty quickly. Uh, right. Let's see here. The but we could not find the budget for this movie. No, there was some there places was, yeah. said it was twenty six million. And I'm like, that's uh, an outright damn lie. It's got to be yeah. It's because uh, the director Rifkin said that it was only like it was a very low budget, and he thought the movie was a commercial success. It only made for the seven year million? seven point nine million dollars. And if that is a success, then the budget then must the have budget been, must have been yeah five. And I mean, could you make a movie for five million dollars? Stripes like in 1981 was uh, ten million for Stripes. For stripes, ten million dollars. Usually in the '80s, ten million was like the in magic it, number. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, because wasn't it wasn't until like Terminator Two that where that the budget like we'll start, started yeah, when, skyrocketing when they started doing a lot of CG and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, what well, else came out March fourth? Uh, went to VHS in August. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, it's from Adam Rifkin, uh, who I honestly knew. I knew the name going into this, but I, I had forgotten more about what what he had done prior uh and a couple of my favorites from him um or at least the ones i've seen are actually it's only one it was detroit rock city i like that movie i really like that movie i didn't see that in theaters i saw that on television probably like hbo or something like that i saw it on like dvd at a friend's house about fucking 20 years ago yeah because that was the the one line i remember from detroit rock city is uh it's like when they're picking up the hitchhiker and like this is how porn movie starts with the kids like, like this is how horror movie no, 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 starts that's, yeah yeah he goes yeah <laughs> the guy who plays trip i forget his name he was in uh like cabin fever He's like, uh, somebody's like, oh, hey, look, we should pick up this uh, hitchhiker. He's like, nah, man, I hear that's how horror, horror movies, movies start. He goes, but, but porno movies start like that too, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the other things that Rifkin's apparently been very eclectic uh, throughout his life uh, and his career. Um, he He's recently done a movie called, uh, his most recent one was called The Last Movie Star, starring Burt Reynolds, Chevy Chase. And um, Ariel Hunter or Winter, if I, I didn't write all that down. I don't think I've seen that one. He actually has. Oh wait, no, no, no! I saw that. That's a. Did you? Wait the the last movie. Star? The last movie star. Yeah. You sure it was with Burt? I'm thinking. Yeah. Of a, I'm thinking of a different movie. I'm sorry. Chevy Chase. Is. There's a new. There's a movie on Netflix that Chevy Chase was in. I think, and I'm thinking of something different. Well, I, I, a lot of these I, I have yet to see, and I want to now. After reading more about, he's he's real real disparate from like you know doing like action comedy, uh, to like really like. He's been he's bona fide like cult status sort of guy uh, with the <coughs> movies. Uh, he has this one out there which is really weird called Giuseppe Makes a Movie, uh, which has a coveted one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Really, which is hard to come by. This was what thirty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This one was yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he's got another one called Night of, Night of the Golden Eagle, which I guess is is a dark drama. Um, and so he's that, got a pretty eclectic yeah. uh, directorial taste. And the one that stuck stuck out to me was this movie he did right before uh, The Chase called The Dark Backward, which has Judd Nelson, Bill Paxton, Wayne Newton, and Lara Flynn Boyle. Wayne Newton. Yeah, and apparently this movie is very like twisted. I can only and name one there. other movie that has Wayne Newton in it, and that would be that would be Vegas Vacation. Right. Yeah. I think that's, that's it. That's all I can name uh, as well. Um, and he's got a couple other ones, too, which uh, we'll get into a little more of the backstory. This is interesting, too. Okay, so he's also a writer, and he's written a lot of stuff, too. Like, a Knucklehead, 
that movie starring Paul White, the pro wrestler of the big show, mm-hmm. um, Underdog, the Disney uh, big budget adaptation of the superhero back in 2007. Like yeah, he was the writer for that. Underdog. Uh, Zoom, uh, that superhero movie with Tim Allen. Small Soldiers. Small Mouse Soldiers Hunt. is great. I, we were talking about Mouse Hunt. We yeah. might do Mouse Hunt. That would be fun. I know it's another 90s film. But... And he has an uncredited writer's... Um, uncredited credit, I guess it's a credit now, uh, for Adam Sandler's Going Overboard way back when. Oh, that was like one of his first. Yeah, I think it was his very first. Yeah. Uh, also, Mr. Rifkin designed the movie poster for the caveman comedy Encino Man as a favor to the Hollywood Pictures president. I, I had someone ask us, if ask me, if we were going to do any Pauly Shore movies, and I was Ooh. like, that that's a hard, like, yeah, like Son-in-Law, I think Encino Man would probably have Encino to. Man. Would have to be the one, because that was the first one. Was that is like I think so because well, it's the only one I I, I really Encino like. Man's the first one because in in Son in Law, um, if you watch the movie Son in Law when they're at college and they're having a party, he runs into Brendan Fraser and they kind of do like the oh really they like give them like the weird like, look uh, like uh, I, do, uh, do I know you and then they walk away type of thing. <laughs> well, anyway, he did the movie poster. Then eventually, he actually made a, a caveman movie of his own called Homo Erectus, but I never saw that one. Also, when he was twenty one, Homo Erectus. <laughs> Uh, when, <laughs> when he was 21, Rifkin uh, was hired to write and direct the A New Planet of the Apes movie. Uh, in his original draft, the apes of that world had reached their like sort of Roman era, uh, which would have given the film like a, uh, like a Spartacus feel. The studio liked Rifkin's strip, uh, script, rather, uh, but a few days before pre-production, the head of the studio was fired, and the project was shelved, and it went through that sort of production limbo that a lot of movies go script through. script is like passed around for yeah. five different people and the project changed hands including those of oliver stone chris columbus james cameron and eventually it landed in tim burton's lap and oh, that's christopher what we... columbus that's crazy yeah time travel man. right yeah 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 <laughs> apparently that dude uh discovered america and directed the first two harry potter films <laughs> <laughs> dirty pirate uh but yeah, he uh, he's he's done family comedies, cult classics, more serious and like gritty dramas. Well, why don't you um, tell us about this film? Do you have like the synopsis? I, I do have I do have the synopsis, but the last thing I really wanted to bring up just for oh, your okay. sake because oh, I think you'll find, yeah, I think you'll find this interesting. A birthday present? He did a movie. Yeah, he did a movie called Director's Cut, which is supposed to be like this meta thriller that itself was written was written by the illusionist and comedian Penn Jillette. Yeah. Um, and He's then, got good books. Have you ever read Penn's books? No, but I've seen a lot of his stuff outside of like uh, magic, like his show Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, Bullshit. Uh, he has his own podcast also. Oh, cool. Uh, you can listen to it. No, he wrote a book called Sock. It's really Sock. good. It's a story about a New York City diver. You know, like he goes in the Hudson to find bodies and stuff. Oh. But the story is told from the perspective of his childhood sock monkey. And okay. his sock monkey is a bad mamma jamma. So he says it like constantly. It's a really good book. Okay. Called Sock. S-O-C-K. Well, enough of these uh, these adus. Um, let's talk about the chase. Yeah, yeah. So the chase is a, an action comedy film um, that I forgot. I didn't realize and forgot because it came out in ninety four. Ninety four. I was probably seven years old, and I yeah, didn't six. see it then. I probably saw it maybe like eight years later. I, I wrote mine down. I, I I'm pretty sure I saw this on Comedy Central back in like nineteen ninety nine. When Comedy Central used to do like reruns yeah. of like the old SNLs from like the yeah. early '90s, and I, remember, I think that came on. I'd one like day. I'd like to think that I probably saw it around that time too in my own life because uh, I, I I'm like two years older than you, so I was probably like you know mature enough to sit down and watch it and appreciate. Because I remember the scene where she gets in his lap. Yeah, you know, yeah. 
the sex scene, which we'll yeah. kind of talk about later. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it stars Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson. We're back talking about Miss Swanson again. Uh, she was uh, mentioned in our first in our inaugural episode. Uh, the film's set in California, and the film follows a wrongfully convicted man who kidnaps a wealthy heiress and leads police on a lengthy car chase in an attempt to escape prison. But while the uh, news media outlets dramatize the chase to absurd extents, um, it just turns into this sort of satire and parody of of those very like tabloid journalism. And this, uh, I was we were wondering because I mean this whole movie takes place in a car. Yeah, it really does. There's a couple scenes before and after. Um, but they're just being chased, you know, down the Los Angeles freeway or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had to look it up because I was wondering if this was commentary on the O.J. Simpson thing. But ah. it, this came out before O.J. Simpson, so maybe O.J. got some tips. Maybe, yeah. You know, there was a there was there was a Bronco in this one. In the bron- in a Bronco <laughs> in the monster story truck. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your monster. Uh, uh, what did she say? She says monster van. I'll play the clip. Monster in a van. Bit. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so this is uh, we 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 start out of um, Charlie Sheen pulling up to a gas station in a. Uh, a little little v, VW rabbit. Yeah, they waste no time. The movie just it, psh, yeah, it starts goes right in, and uh, Charlie Sheen goes in to get gas, and he kind of he steals like a Butterfinger, and you see Christy Swanson. She's looking through some magazines in the. Mm-hmm. She's dressed really nice. She looks. She's, yeah. She's buying like a Vogue, and I had to rewind it because I thought maybe her picture was on the cover of Vogue, ah. but it wasn't. I thought maybe it was. I think she posed for Playboy later that decade, right? Or two thousand two. Yeah, two thousand two. Yeah, man. Wow. Mm, I'm gonna check well, that out for all you gentlemen out there. Read it, even I, some of you ladies I out read there. it for the interviews <laughs> Playboy was quite a good magazine They, they did good of interviews <laughs> yeah. actually And we mean that seriously They did yeah. really good interviews um, So he's in a, a gas station And he's pumping gas And two police officers walk up And it's kind of got that slow-mo Where his eyes yeah, get all big where he's like oh shit And uh, that's when you hear that The car Charlie Sheen is driving is stolen Yeah it comes over the police radio yeah, And they're like is that your car And he's like no yeah, I walked nah, here and I'm jogging the, the guy's a jacket. like, here's, some, here's your change for $5 on pump five. Pump By five. the way, uh, 97 yeah. cents a gallon. 97 cents the, a and gallon. And this is supposed to be in California. So it had, in Florida, yeah. it had been a lot cheaper. Oh, my God. In 94? In 94? Like, shoot. 70 cents? I don't remember when I started paying attention to, like, gas prices. Uh, I, th- I remember when it was, like, $1.20. Yeah, when, when I remember. high school or something? No, it wasn't $1.20 when I was in high school. What was it? It was, it was starting to hit, like... It was hitting about th- two or three two dollars. Bucks, yeah, two school? bucks in high school. Sheesh. So, um, anyway, he uh, he grabs Christy Swanson and kinda, hey. he holds her up, but um, he sticks a butterfinger. He sticks in her a back. butterfinger in her back, <laughs> and the cops think he has a gun. And then, basically, the don't do anything stupid. Uh, he gets the clerk to get the other guy's guns. And I wrote this down because uh, when he gets the clerk to grab the two police officers' weapons, <clears> and he's like, "Kick him over, kick, kick him, him to over, me, yeah. dude." Th- he kicks these guns and they slide across like this Seven Eleven, like yep, all the way to the back to the beer. Yep, like this is that is one polished floor. Yo, right? Why wasn't anybody slipping? <laughs> and uh, he, I think he says like a, a good kick Pele. He does a little uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> soccer reference there or football. If you're listening over in the, we have a couple of viewers in the UK, so when I say soccer, they're probably rolling their eyes. Yeah, we've had a debate about that. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, have you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so he ends up kidnapping. Um, Natalie Chrissy, Voss. Natalie Voss, that's her name. And his name is Ray, right? No? His name's Jackson Hammond. Jackson Hammond. That's a good name. Yeah, it's Jackson nice. Hammond. So uh, kidnaps her in her red, beet red, brand new BMW. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of product placement for a couple of things, BMW being one of them. And I think mostly it was to test the brakes on the BMW because they hit the brakes in that car a lot and it stops on a dime. Yeah, it does. 
Um, you ever notice in the promotional material too, it shows them in a red convertible, but the car in the movie isn't a it convertible. Does. It's not a convertible. No, maybe it was like a, one of those hard top convertibles. No, uh, I don't know. They never demonstrate its ability to to drop top. No, at it's all. all in there. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm trying to figure out where I'm at. Uh, my notes are well, almost. I think here. by now they're they're by now they're they're just taken off. They're taken off. She's freaking out because she's kind yeah. of like a valley girl. Uh, yeah, her yeah, dad yeah. is a uh, you know we don't know her name. It's just Natalie, and then we find out that. Uh, it's Dalton Voss, who's like kind of like the Trump millionaire yeah, he's for like California, this wealthy industrialist who's uh, played by. Uh, it's Ray Ray Wise, <clears throat> and he was in a. If you watch Twin Peaks, he was the the dad in Twin Peaks, right? Yo, I forgot. Yeah, Ray Wise has been everywhere. This guy is is prolific. The suits he was wearing in this make. Oh, he's the, a tiny man, but the suits. I mean, they were like they the are nineties padded, double breasted, yeah. like. Yep. He looks like Shredder. He's like, Super Shredder! He's got these shoulders that any politician would die for. Um, let's see. He's been in Twin Peaks, as you mentioned. Fargo the series. He was in Batman the Killing Joke as Commissioner Gordon. He was in Mad Men. He was in Atlas Shrugged, uh, which is that movie adaptation from Ayn Rand, if you're into that sort of shit. CSI, NCIS, 24, West Wing, JAG, Powder, Swamp Thing the series. He played Dr. Alec Holland in the movies as well. Star Trek The Next Generation, Robocop, Airwolf. My God, this dude's resume yeah. is so and he's, long. He's also in a movie we are going to do called Blue Thunder. Oh, yeah. Um, that's probably going to be in November. We'll be doing Blue Thunder. Uh, so, and, th- and then we uh, we see a police car that is basically shooting an episode of, like, Cops type of yeah. thing. Or uh, you know, Emergency 911, if it was you remember like, that it, show. This was, right, this was even before um, the days of reality television. When I, th- I think cops was like just was a really big thing. Cops was a thing, and and I think we were. My, my dad was on emergency nine one one back in the nineties. Really? Yeah, my dad Whoa. was a police officer, by the way. He Mine not, was too. Not like he was in there, like they're yeah. like arresting him or something. Our, both our fathers were police officers. Coincidentally, we just found that out recently, which is funny. <laughs> and uh, the the two police officers, one is a uh, is uh, actor and rock and roll punk singer Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins, and he does he, the Rollins band does a few songs in this. Yeah, oh, the yeah, the, the soundtrack. soundtrack. Um, it, it, we got to mention the soundtrack because uh, you def you get Rollins band. Um, and Henry Rollins is you know most famously known for being the former vocalist of Black Flag as mm-hmm. well, which is interesting because they cast him as a cop in this. When he was um in Black Flag, they would do a lot of. Songs about police brutality and, or, you know, sort of political stance from a punk standpoint. I th- well, I, th- I feel like he did this so that he could kind of parody that police officer oh, a little bet. bit. Oh, you bet. You um, bet. He does. And, and his, uh, his not really ride along, but his partner is uh, mm-hmm. Josh Mostel. Um, I notably remember him being the principal in, uh, what's the one with Adam Sandler? I'm thinking uh, about Billy Madison. Billy Madison, yeah. He's yeah. the principal, you know, that's always sending him love letters and all yeah. that stuff. That's where I remember him. I remember from. him popping up first time for me. I uh, was in Big Daddy. And uh well, Billy Madison came out before Big Daddy. That's right, yeah. yeah. But I my you personal okay. my personal like like uh, remembering him. And he actually is interesting too because his father is Zero Mostel. Really? Who I was, was wondering if they were related. Yeah, I, the producers. So if you know, Zach does most of the research. I try to keep us on uh, track with the film. <laughs> yeah. I, t- I, t- I take more notes while I'm watching the movie. He kind of does more of the research. And uh, I got zero. Or no, I'm sorry. Okay, so yeah. And Josh was also in a, in a couple other movies, which are real big favorites. The Money Pit, City Slickers. Um, it was in one and two for City yeah. Slickers. Um, Rounders, The Out of Towners. You remember the show Wings? Oh. He was on Wings. I remember Wings. Wings was great. Wall Street, Sophie's Choice. He was in that. Um, Jesus Christ Superstar was like one of his first big roles back in the seventies. He yeah, played yeah. Herod in that, and another connection. Wait, he was King Herod in the in the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one in the seventies, at least. 
Oh my God, that is him. Andrew, or Andrew, or, uh, he was a little thinner in that. Oh yeah, he must have been. Yeah, he was born in like forty six. Yeah, so. I mean he's he's getting up there in age. He was a young man. Uh, and uh, in in the back seat, uh, there's a uh, there's basically a, a very Hollywood style producer uh, and a cameraman. And the entire time they're just filming the police officers. Like, so have you ever shot somebody, et cetera, yeah. et cetera? All that you know. This, stupid questions that they ask. They're looking for like all the the juicy little tidbits that they can film in, in order and to up their viewership. They're the first people to find them. Uh, that the car is stolen, they go into it. And yeah, they receive the, the call. And then the scene starts where yeah. they, basically they're in the car forever. I did want to make one connection to mm-hmm. one of our previous episodes. Josh Mostel was also in this movie recently called The Congressman with Treat Williams. <laughs> connections, connections. Out the butt. I guess, also, I guess zero. I, I guess, guess it's Mostel if he's related is to Is it zero. Mostel? Well, yeah. Is that zero how you pronounce Mostel. that? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, oh, okay. Mostel. All right. So okay. if he's related Mostel. to him, it's Mostel. Excuse me. <laughs> zero, I guess, also did voice work in the uh, 70s animated uh, film about rabbits, Watership Down. Which is another great one. Go watch it. Well, Zero Mostel was in the producers, the original yeah. Mel Brooks. I mean, I'm a, and of course... Matthew, or uh, with Nathan no. Lane and Matthew Broderick they did the, the newest remake. one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. the other one was Gene Wilder and him. But of course, Zero Marcel Fiddler on, Fiddler on the Roof is where most people know him from. Oh, Richman. Was he the lead? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, dude. He the, like the Broadway show is like him. Dude. I've been hearing. I've been like for some reason Fiddler on the Roof has come up so much in the last well, couple of weeks it's because a classic. Lo, our friend Logan. Is talking about it a lot. I was uh, talking about Fiddler. He loves that movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. Apparently, I didn't. I, whatever. But so uh, back to our movie here. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, the, the police are chasing him, and then it, it, he uh, he wants a cigarette. Um, Charlie Sheen's character, and he pushes the the lighter. Yeah, and, car lighters. Uh, the car lighters, which again, they're just showing off the features of the '94 red BMW. Mm-hmm. Is basically what they're doing throughout this film. And uh, when the minute it pops, uh, Christy Swanson she grabs it. And just burns his neck. And, like, and then I was, I was, I laughed about that because I was like, well, now he's got to wear the burn mark the rest of the movie. So I was like, and he, sh- and he sure as shit does. Yeah, he does. There's not, but there was one scene that was a little weird is that it falls in his lap and it's very kind of like the movie Dutch. It just starts like smoking. Yeah. And there's smoke on the car and they're like, what the hell's going on? The police are chasing him. And then at one point, it, 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 it cuts back to them in the car and there's no smoke in the car and then it cuts outside and there's smoke billowing out and yeah. I was like okay the editor's kind of uh, messed up there but <laughs> uh, I think she pukes there was, yeah I was gonna say there that is a lot of yeah there's that, a, a gross out gag which I didn't expect it's right at the beginning right there in the chase because yeah. they're, the, they're cutting in weaving around jumping stuff like they, and she's getting car they're not even on the highway yet they're like no, in a yeah. neighborhood kind of area and yeah. she gets car sick and Maybe she, she's waving for help, and then it's like, Bleh! I mean, it covers the whole police car. It, yeah, it, it it covers the entire windshield, and they gotta they gotta hit the the wipers. But then it cuts back to the car like after this scene is over, and, and every time it cuts back to the cop car after that, it's it's almost it's like clean. there's no trace of it. Yeah, yeah it just <laughs> also she didn't get any on herself, you know. And why would I, I, I understand that like you know we needed a a sight gag or something like that, but to give it to like the the. Easily the most beautiful person in the whole movie is the one puking all over shit. <laughs> well, uh, then uh, Charlie Sheen's character finds out that um, who she is, Natalie Voss. He's kind of mm-hmm. joking, like, what, are you related to Dalton Voss? And yeah. she's like, yes, it's my father. It's my dad, yeah. And he's like, great, great. I, you know, just my luck, just my luck. And then we cut to um, the police station, which uh, is just, there's no TVs in this police station. 
which is weird. No, yeah, there's one there's guy like getting the news, and then he, and then he runs and tells his, his boss. Yeah, he goes, uh, what does he say? He goes, hold on to your beans, sir. Hold you on to your beans. Guess. And then we find out that it's Dalton Voss, and everyone's really scared of Dalton Voss because he's like running for governor, and uh, he could just ruin your whole career. Yeah, he comes in like almost like he's the boss of the police or yeah, something. Yeah, like when he walks in, like everyone's shit in their pants that yeah. Dalton Voss is walking in. Even it's the like, police chief is like, oh, 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 oh that's oh, not oh, how oh. that works. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, this, was, this was when I started to think that the movie was intended, or from the director, was intended to, to be more parody and satire than than what it was billed as because, you know, the the... the Poster and the trailer all make you think it's going to be some kind of action the poster, comedy. The poster reminds me of uh, Speed. Yeah, like a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a Speed, a, a Top Gun type of yeah. look of it, like the poster. Because there's a couple different posters. One, he's holding a gun. Yeah, and, and then, then there's like an explosion, like in the it, somewhere in the. And in then the you field. watch this film, and you're like, wait a minute, this is not what here? it's supposed to be. Not at all. Um, so Dalton, they find that out. There, there's a great scene when they finally get on the freeway. Um. <laughs> The uh, the first news person to catch the uh, the chase, oh, it it's, the traffic it's guy, the traffic guy. There's like a guy in a, a traffic helicopter, and he's there the entire time, and he sees it. And um, what happens? Uh, they get behind a truck, and this tr- he kind of like skids the truck out. And what happens? Cadavers start falling out. Oh, of Oh, that's Remember right. That? Yeah, all these bodies. All these bodies. Like, oh my god, the college school truck cadavers are flying everywhere. And, and that's another of, like gross out gag. One of the cadavers hits the police car, and Josh Mostel is like, he's he's like whacking it, beating it with his nightstick. Yeah, and I was like, this movie is not uh, an actioner. Well, I mean, it is, but it's like it's 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 built as an action, a lot more parody and satire than than I thought. So that's I think an important thing to keep in mind when watching this because at first you could easily dismiss it. Uh, as as being just hokey and bad, but I, I feel like a lot of it was intentional. So you know that's important. So when uh, Dalton Voss comes into the uh, police station, he starts yelling out, "I don't have your job. Get my daughter back, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Um, and then we have a, a little clip where uh, Dalton Voss uh, they 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 find out who kidnaps yeah. uh, Dalton Voss, which means we like, "Well, call her car phone or something." Yeah, call her car phone, and uh, this is. Uh, basically kind of a turning point for the film. And this is only, I think I said it was... It's, yeah, it's not very long into the film either. Not at all. This film isn't very long either. It's 126 minutes. we got to start covering some longer movies. <laughs> yeah, I know we do. All right, so here is a, here's a scene where Dalton Voss is calling Charlie Sheen in the car on the car phone. Sorry, Daddy. I swear I don't know what's gotten into you, Natalie. It's been one headache after another, hasn't it? What is your problem? I'm trying to give you everything you want. She takes you for granted, Dalton. She's spoiled. Hey, hey, hey! What's the matter with you people? Your daughter is going through a crisis right now and does not need to be berated like this. Now you listen to me, Hammond. No! You listen to me, Dalt. Who talks to their daughter that way? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. She's obviously fallen into an unfortunate situation here and could use just a little bit of compassion. You think about it, asshole. <sighs> no offense, but what a dickhead. Tell me about it. Yeah, so it, when he calls at the beginning, he's like, how much do you want? $50,000? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, he's like, 50000 That's all your daughter's worth? Yeah. Like, 100000 <laughs> And so it, him and uh, Dalton and Natalie, the daughter, they kind of get into it on the phone. And then Charlie, of course, interrupts and sticks up for her. And then that's, yeah. when, that's when you kind of see her in she's an like, hour and 30 up. minutes. Like, she just got kidnapped by a guy. She feels bad for him. And now she's slowly falling for him. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah, rather rather fast, and and he even later refers to her as Patty Hearst, which I think was a really great joke. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, uh, William Randolph Hearst uh, was this uh, newspaper magnate who the movie Citizen Kane was based on, whose daughter was then 
abducted and kidnapped uh, by some militant uh, revolutionary group. It was like and a then Stockholm she, Syndrome type of thing. The Stockholm yeah. Syndrome, yeah. And then Patty Hearst became like sympathetic to their cause. It's it's a, it's it's funny. Now, by this time, all the news channels have found out uh, mm-hmm. that Natalie Boss has been kidnapped. And uh, th- there's a on the news. Th- this is what I really like. This is where you find out that there's a social like commentary on news stations. Because right. everything is like terror on the freeway. Yeah. Uh, they, they really, like, overblow the, the situation. Yeah, they try to an, speculate on every, every little thing. Another one, kidnapped at 100 miles per hour. Yeah, you know? which really harkens... Uh, it's weird how this sort of, like, predicts, like, the tabloid journalism of today, where everything is sensationalized and overblown to the point where they even start speculating on things that are, may or may not be true. And you could just turn on you can turn on any television right now and see some kind of overblown news story. And and it's weird how this sort of like predates that. And also, it, it's a few months before the OJ thing. So I mean, that, that's really. I, I have another clip I do want to get into. I know we're kind of playing these clips a little close together, but um, again, this movie's not very long. There's really not no, yeah. not much really happens in the movie because mostly it takes place in the car. There's just some fun moments. Uh, Jack's lawyer calls him. Uh, Charlie Sheen's character's lawyer, played by Marshall Bell, who's uh, been in a lot of things. You have that written down? I just have three because I didn't yeah, want to spend fine. too no. much time on but every you, actor. You'll know this guy the minute you see him. You're like, oh, it's it's him. He usually has, uh, he's in some it's kind like of side like... side roles or... Yeah, he's in a lot of side roles and, and he's typically uh, sort of, uh, what, what what's the word I'm trying... Sort, sort of like high strung and, and like... Uh, well, my favorite one was when he was in Starship Troopers. He was that survivor on the planet, uh, that Mormon planet, where he's like, "Oh my God, we're all gonna die!" And he's like, "Fucking, you know." Was it him? I thought I thought he played the. Uh, I thought he was like the. I thought he was the uh, like the major. That's like we're gonna kill them all. No, that was, that was a homeboy from. Uh, Breaking Bad. I can't remember his name right now. No, he. They go to this planet where everyone was like, "Oh like, yeah, we're all gonna off. die." Yeah, okay, we're all yeah. gonna die. He was also in. Um, he was Total in Recall. Wasn't Total he? Recall. He had Kuato, which yeah. <laughs> is. Uh, if any of my friends, if if my friend Shay is listening, she's probably yeah. gonna remember that. Like, the shirt. Ku, yeah, the Kuato is is a also the a nickname mm. I was given for my um, part of my anatomy. <laughs> it's a long story Shay Abramo if you're listening that one's for you uh, I also played the uh, Gordy's father in Stand By Me okay <laughs> what the fuck oh man now all I'm thinking of I don't even want to know uh, so his lawyer calls him and this is where you kind of and uh, we find out why uh, why Charlie Sheen is running for the police officers we find out that he was uh, wrongfully convicted. Ah, yeah, they, they, he was mistaken for the He's, red-nosed robber. The red-nosed robber. So he was kind of down on his luck. He became a, um, a, a uh, like a children's birthday clown, uh, which they do. Yeah, they do a they do a scene where Natalie Voss is kind of looking at him, and then he's Charlie, like, what are you looking at? Yeah, and he's dressed in like this really horrible <laughs> birthday clown. She's like, I'm just trying to imagine it. Um, and I guess uh, some guy robbed a uh, a bank dressed as a clown, and then. The na- her his old neighbor called the cops on him, and I guess there was blood found at the bank, but it yep. was like inadmissible because yes. of uh, wrongful handling. So his lawyer is kind of like, you know, we were gonna get you out. He's like, I got twenty seven years of prison, so he escaped uh, during transfer to prison. And then um, right after this, the phone rings again after he spoke to his lawyer, and this is like kind of making fun of like the news and how they yeah. did things back then. And here we go. I told you that Jack Hammond, Jerry Kunkel, Channel 9, Hardcore News Live. 
While I have you on this Channel 9 exclusive interview, let me ask you a question I know is on the minds of all our viewers. Just what do you intend to do when that car runs out of gas? That's the question on the minds of all your viewers? Whether I run out of gas or not? Tell you what, Jer. You let your viewers know that I hope Miss Voss's fear and my desperation are entertainment enough for them. After all, that's what it's all about, right? What makes for good television? The story, as it breaks, live, coming to you from the bad guy himself? I mean, we wouldn't want your viewers to change the fucking channel, would we? Yeah, and he, like, rips the uh, the phone out and throws it out the uh, the door. And I think it's a Sony phone, because Sony sponsored this. Because, uh, remember, we were saying they don't have any televisions in the uh, the, yeah, the police station. they're watching everything on, like, a handheld. Nope, on a handheld, this is Sony, big thing. Yeah. Even the cameras, <clears throat> like, when you see the news stations, oh, Sony really? on it. Um, then we we cut we kind of cut to a a scene where uh, a news channel is interviewing his uh, his lawyer Ari, yeah. and uh, the cameraman Ron Jeremy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you kind of you see him Ron for like a Jeremy. split second, and you're like, oh, what? Ron Jeremy's in this? There's a couple of uh, really cool cameos. Yeah. We're gonna talk about another big one here. Yeah, soon. it's it's actually uh, coming up here in a minute. Um, <laughs> uh, another uh, another news thing that they said so. If you grew up in the 90s and you watched the news with your parents at all, like these were like the headlines that would come up. Like another one was highway hijinks. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, the, the, the kidnapped at 100 miles per hour, that's uh, the Carrie Elways. Yes. Is, uh, is one of the newscasters. So you get like this. I don't know if they ever mentioned his character by name. He, he's, he's just a newscaster for yeah. like a hot second. So when I was, you know, researching this and all the various roles and cameos, his, his character is listed as being named. Steve Horse Groovy. <laughs> and I was like, what? Steve Horse, Steve Groovy. Horse Groovy? Uh and then also uh Cassian always is also in this movie. That's his brother. Mm. Uh he's he's credited as being the producer of the cop reality show, but I can't recall I like maybe he got cut because I don't remember seeing it. Could be. I, I think he's are you also sh- are the, you positive it's not the guy in the car? I'm not a hundred percent positive because okay. in 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 the in the police car with uh, Josh Mostel and um, Henry Rollins, there's like the cameraman and then like the producer. I don't know if that's him. I'm not a hundred percent on that because I did go through like the, the entire cast, and I did see that guy's face, and I think he's a different name. So he's he's somewhere. He's somebody outside of the vehicle. Okay. Uh, producing it for them. I, I'm not a hundred. Again, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But oh, what, one of one of the news vans that you see, but like, because they're always like they're parked on the side of the road as you know they're driving around. Yeah. Uh, one of it is a uh, Channel Twelve. We're watching you. Yeah, we're watching you. <laughs> Hardcore news, like all these all these the stations. One, yeah, the one great. the one helicopter that's flying around and following them has this like eight ball worked into the logo for the Channel Eight, and I, that originally was supposed to be like a callback to. Charlie Sheen's time on the movie Cadence. Oh. But we all kind of like in our minds connect it to some of his future or present problems, <laughs> present problems. at the time. The, 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 the Estevez. Charlie the Estevez. Estevez. Oh, yeah. Tra- Charlie Sheen. Car- no, it's Carlos Erwin Estevez is Estevez. his real name. He's actually the only one in the entire family who legally changed his name to Sheen. Well, didn't Martin Sheen legally change his name, or is that just a stage name? That's just a stage name for him, okay. too. According to what I've read, I, you know, Amelia yeah, was the only one that's check like, a lot of this stuff. I don't want to be a Sheen. I'm just going right. to yeah. make my own thing. So uh, there are also we're coming up to a point. Um, I have another clip. Once again, we we only have three clips because there's really not much to play with this. Um, not a whole lot. Oh, the, the, there is a part in time. Uh, 
where Natalie Voss is talking about, like, you know, my dad's probably going to use this to to ham up his uh, run for governor. And then it cuts to right. him at the police station, like, in a side room, talking on the phone, like, you need to book us on Oprah. You need to book us on all this stuff. And I, <laughs> I want my daughter there, you know, to kind of help with, uh, you know, my my campaign. So they really make him out to just be this cheese, like, just slimy millionaire, yeah. Donald Trumpy. Very, very At that Trump. time, okay, you know, we don't really talk politics on here. Or Not like too that. much. But, yeah, for, for that time, that's, that's <laughs> what he was. But there is uh, two famous people in this movie, and I'm surprised they didn't use any of their music in the film. Yeah, I was um, wondering about that. You've got uh, Anthony Kiedis and Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers are in it, and mm -hmm. they are in this uh, giant monster truck, and it's a... Uh, Dale and Dale and Will and Will they're they're they kind of like model warrior Dale no yeah <laughs> they sort of modeled their their characters and this is just like a parody of like big dumb rednecks with their lifted truck yeah and they, they're they're gonna they want to be like the heroes so they're gonna try to ram uh, ram the car off the road in their their big uh, their big truck and it ends up they miss them and the truck ends up like flipping over sliding a, a semi did you get the trivia for that there's something written on the uh, semi. That was. Uh, I got one, which I think Kip, uh, the, the the director has used that logo before. I got it. Actually, I got it pulled up right now. Okay. Uh, I'll keep talking while you do that. Uh, so the, the the truck flips over, causes like a massive accident, and they're in the car like whoa, you know, type of thing. Yeah, you can actually see there's a there's an error in this where you can see the rigging. And some of the crew are in a reflection of, on the side of the car for well, this it, shot, too. A lot of movies, when cars, like, flip over, uh, if you ever watch these movies, especially the, the, the 70s and 80s, like, when a car flips, you'll see, like, a... Like a you'll see, like, a from the bottom. That's the rod that's being shot down to flip the car, and you'll see, like, a hydraulic smoke yeah, come out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in all those movies. You can see it big time in that, in the semi-flip in The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which <laughs> is all practical, which is crazy. Uh... And uh, afterwards, they kind of interview uh, Anthony Kiedis and uh, Flea. <laughs> Flea's real name is Michael Balsley. Is it? Yeah. I've never Michael known Balsley. his name. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is the clip of uh, them being interviewed by the, uh, by the news. So this is Anthony Kiedis and Flea from Hot Chili Peppers. Thanks, Rocky. This is Paige Grunion with Channel 17 Hardcore News. I am coming to you live on the shoulder of the 5 Freeway. And standing here with me are Will and Dale. They are the drivers of the Green Monster Band. Tell me, gentlemen, what possessed truck. you, Monster Truck, what possessed you to take such radical and desperate measures to stop the BMW yourselves? <laughs> Dude, we are just doing our duty as Americans. Right, Will? That's right. And it's not the first time we've had to take matters into our own hands. Mark my words, they'll be pulling over soon. Really scam, didn't we? Didn't you see the look on their faces? Sure did. Well, and we'd be happy to tell anyone about it. Anyone, anytime on, on Oprah or Geraldo or Sally Jesse or any King, of any, King. yeah, or any of those shows. That's right. And you can usually find us at Big Willie's Dirty Dogs most times. <laughs> most times, <laughs> most times. So, I, most of that was ad libbed, right? I, 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 think, I so. think so, yeah. It, their stuff, and so was uh, uh, Josh. And uh, Henry Rollins, their stuff was ad lib too. Yeah, no, Henry. Uh, I didn't. Deal get, I didn't get any clips on Henry Rollins, but if you go on YouTube and you type in Henry Rollins, oh, the chase, yeah. they have a uh, they have like a collection of all the stuff Henry Rollins says in that as the police officer. It's it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, Flea was in movies. You know, he was uh, he did Back to the Future. He played needles. needles. That's right. Um, so I mean, he had some acting experience. I don't know about Anthony Kiedis, but they were in Point Break. Oh well, yeah, they were in Point Break. Yeah. They? I mean, in the nineties, I mean, Flea, Flea's done a lot more acting. It, in the nineties, Chili Peppers were huge, I massive. Mean, uh, you had uh, they did Love Roller Coaster in the nineties, and that was on the Beavis and Butthead. That's right. America. Yeah, um, I love that movie. 
So that that was kind of a big thing. Flea also was the voice for Donnie and the Wild Thornberries. He was, yeah. The... Yeah. <laughs> you know he was a trumpet player before he played bass? I, I, I didn't my know brother, that. My brother's a bassist, and he was a huge Chili Peppers fan. I mean, I love I love them as well. And every time I read stuff about Flea and his, his musical knowledge is wild. He's he's out there. He really knows a lot of stuff. So at, at this point, um, Charlie Sheen kind of uh, tells uh, Natalie Vaughn, uh, tells... Uh, Natalie Voss that uh, he basically kidnapped her with a butterfinger. Yeah, and they're kind of laughing, and she's like smooshing chocolate in his face. Like this is very Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, like, watching it. And then I I wrote this down. It's um one hour. It's one hour into the movie, so thirty minutes left. Okay. All right. This is when we get the uh, the hot sexy body of Christy Swanson. Yeah, she uh, she's pretty smoking in this. She is. Real smoking. She had to be like in her like twenty five or something. Yeah, mid twenties probably. Uh, and uh, she climbs on top of Charlie Sheen, and they have a a sex scene while they're going a hundred miles an hour yeah. down uh, it's, a Los Angeles freeway. It's pretty tame. Like you don't really. They don't. There's no, there's no boobies or anything. No, like there's that. no, there's no nudity or anything. But she is uh, wearing this revealing top, and it's just hard. Like it's, sexy lingerie. You don't want to look away because she's. Gosh, she, she looks really so good. Fine. And uh, I wrote this down. I wrote, I'm like, um, and I'm like, if you have sex at 100 miles an hour, it makes sex clouds. Yeah. Because when they're driving, like at one point, he's well, like, he's trying it, to see the road. You and start then to see just, like this green screen, like uh, yeah. uh, sunsets. And then, yeah, <laughs> the clouds start turning like purple and music's playing and they're making out. His hands are off the wheel now. Stop paying any attention any to the attention road. <laughs> to the road. That um, should have been the end of the movie right and there. He's swerving all over the place and they're like, what is he doing? He's What's like, he doing? man. Uh, the, before that, uh, right before that happened, there was a, a little bit of a, a trivia, uh, and the dir- a director's trademark. Um, oh, the, the, yeah. So on the semi, there is a uh, there's a like a logo, like yeah. a trademark name that he's used in other films. It's called Blump's Foods, uh, and the Blump's name with a woman's face is incorporated into a lot of his films in one way or another. And the woman pictured is actually Rifkin's grandmother. Yeah, so, I, I know I read that somewhere. I was like, did yeah. you get that down? So that was an interesting little thing. So then the movie the movie carries on. You get this the the wild sex scene, and I think that's this this that scene is the one that I remember most. Well, from course, when the first when, time I saw when it. When you're like 11, 12 years old, well, you're starting yeah. to get that puberty in your yeah. life. Well, not, not just for Christy Swanson's fine boobas. <laughs> um, I remember thinking, like, how boobas. does anyone do that while driving? And I've heard I, every time like this comes up, there's always some blowhard out there who's gonna be like I've done that before no problem I did that coming back from Tampa one time I'm like fuck you no you didn't shut up uh. <laughs> and and then it like it, the camera like kind of pans up and then it fades and then it comes back down and they're just sitting there they're talking sitting there, and, uh, and he still can't have a cigarette you know? yeah it's oh yeah he's been thing, fiending for one the whole show one, which there is a, a scene at the very end that's uh, pretty I, I kind of it but threw me off a is this bit. is this sort of the point in the movie where she starts to suggest hey why don't we both fucking yeah so after, after, after they have sex um he she's like you know you know fuck my dad uh yeah let, let's 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 extort let's him for yeah, his let's money take a ransom because <laughs> yeah. right now they're heading towards mexico yeah and so there's a, there's a couple like uh different scenes where you see them like setting up these roadblocks from mexico with like uh bulldozers yeah and they're all bringing out roadblocks and, and i wrote this down it's like all movies that involve police officers um they they have to have that 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 like montage of them opening the door yep pulling out their revolvers or their their pistols all the clickety clackety yeah. of everyone and, and they're like, hiding behind the door like just everyone's just getting uh, getting ready right between the, the, the door and and the car when they like they just chill in the corner as if that bar 
that that holds the window in place is going to be enough to protect you from anything that might potentially come at you. I don't. I've always hated that, especially in, like in movies when cops get, or anybody shooting in a gunfight gets behind a coffee table. Yeah, nothing goes through. I'm it. like, come on. And, and, anyway. and we, 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 growing up, I've been shooting weapons since I was a little kid, so we know a little bit about that stuff. Yeah. Now. Uh, they get to the the border border of Mexico type of thing. And, oh, uh, Mexico! <laughs> James Taylor. Yeah, that's the only singing you're getting out of us. By yeah. the way, <laughs> we do sing. By the way, that's what I do. Uh, Don't tell them. They got oh. to show up. They got to show up for it. Yeah. Uh, so they get there, and and then of course they slam on the brakes, like going they're like going eighty miles an hour and stop on a dime. Again, yeah. That German engineering for BMW. Yeah. In the house. I want to know how many red BMWs they sold after this movie. No kidding. Yeah. And uh, they kind of go in reverse. They end up busting through, like, a fence on the side. And I think the sign said, like, Jose's uh, taco stand or something like that is the sign they rip through. It's oh, just, shoot, I don't remember. They bust through the fence, and then they start going on, like, this roundabout. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a big a circle. Big, ridiculous circle around it, this, it, like... It reminded me of... Um, uh, European vacation. Hey kids, there's Big hey, Ben. Hey kids, Big Ben. Parliament, Big Ben. Parliament, Big Ben. <laughs> so they're just going in a circle, and uh, Charlie Sheen ends up stopping the car and kicking uh, Natalie Voss out. Uh, you know, just basically saying, saying, "Yeah, don't sacrifice she yourself had, for me." He's like, I've, "I've already messed up enough. I don't yeah. need to bring you into it." And then while he's sitting there, there is a flat. Well, while he's driving in a circle, there's a flashback scene of the entire movie. Yeah. Like, well, well, this is the the fake out scene, right? No, no, not yet. No, not yet. Oh, okay. So, uh, it might be the fake out scene. No, but when they're driving around, that's when he's like thinking of everything that happened. In this oh yeah, he kind of goes through his and it's his, like a shot for shot. It's like okay, from from the convenience from store, the convenience the store Butterfinger, now, yeah, till now, and then he stops the car. She gets out, and then this is like the fake out scene because at one point he puts the cigarette in his uh, his mouth and uh-huh. then pulls out matches and lights it. And, and I'm lights like, it. I was like, where did he get like, those? He had those the whole from. time. Yeah. And then he kind of gets out, and everyone's like. You know, hey man, I'm gonna fucking kill yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, show me your hands. Yeah, Josh Mostel is like screaming, don't yeah. do it, Hammond. And then he like, you know, does like the, the, the finger, finger point gun, gun yeah. and then he just gets blasted away. Squibs. And then it cuts back, and you realize that he's just got the cigarette in his mouth. He was he's just like, oh he shit, I could die right now. Yeah, yeah. I could die right now. <laughs> um, so they uh, they get out, and uh, they bum rush him, they yeah. arrest him, they're patting him down. Henry Rollins is like forcing him. Yeah, Josh Mostel's got his gun like right to his head. Yeah. Uh, Dalton Voss, the dad, lands in a helicopter. Punches. Yeah, he, yeah, he comes in like the super did, villain. Did you see? Did you did you see the light behind him? You could like his pants were super thin. Yeah, you could see right well, through. It, him. it silhouettes him, and he's got these you shoulder see, pads. You can see the silhouette of his legs in his pants. Like those oh, really? pants were like super thin, super thin. Man, I. I think I need to rewatch this one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I would rewatch this again. Um. And uh, I'll put it on a party. As they're arresting him, uh, Natalie Voss, uh, because right right before she gets kicked out of the car, he puts the handgun he took from the police officer. He puts, it in, puts her it in her purse. He's like, I've never really liked guns anyway. Yeah. And then of course, Christy Swanson's Natalie Voss uh, is, starts screaming, and they look over, and she's got the, uh, the she got the the cameraman producer guy that's been in the back of the police car the entire time, you know, filming like the cops yeah. thing. And and the entire time he's got a gun to his head and he's like, "Are you filming this? Are yeah, you filming this. Yeah, are, you are you getting, getting the shot right now? Are you getting the shot." Everyone's like, everyone's like, uh, sort. I just a little belch there. Everyone's like, sort of like thinking she's bluffing. And then, <laughs> and then the stupidest clip. I mean, this movie is pretty ridiculous. But she points the gun at the helicopter and like shoots one of the blades. One, and hel- one, one, one bullet shot blows the helicopter up. The whole oh. fucking thing blows up. And isn't it's funny? Um, I don't know if this 
is a callback to, or, or was this? This was before the Phantom. This is before the Phantom. This where is two a, years before the Phantom. Where there was another scene where she was in a an aerial vehicle that, that blew up re- in a ridiculous <laughs> fashion. <laughs> so remind me never to get anywhere near like uh, aircraft with Christy Swanson. And they, and then it, it, after that, it, um, they. They basically get into the car and they drive away into the sunset. No, 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 no. No, right? No, no, no. Um, uh, what happens is she forces them to take the handcuffs off. And then the guy, uh, the helicopter, the the, the oh, news they, helicopter. they get in the helicopter, yeah. Is sitting, oh, he's, still, he's still recording. Yeah, so and the, he's, guy, the guy from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, I mean, this he's is. like, they are walking is, towards me right now. Oh, my. This has been like a full day and they, it doesn't seem like, you don't really see them saying like, oh, we got to get more fuel or anything like that. Like, this guy's been. Oh, right. Yeah, right. This, is, yeah this is the the the. It's the cameraman. The, yeah, it's the the hardcore news eight. It's got the eight ball on the yeah, side. Yeah, the the traffic cameraman guy. Yeah, yeah, and so like, so they basically right hijack. Me. Yeah, they hijack the the uh, helicopter. helicopter That's it. And they, they force the pilot to fly them to Mexico. And then it and then it shows a scene of Charlie Sheen with a mustache, them sitting on like a beach drinking, drinking margaritas. Margaritas. But my question is, where did they get the money? Like, did they actually do it? Because I don't think Dalton Voss is gonna. Get, I mean, maybe she's got. I, a, maybe she's got like a bank card. or I something. I think we're supposed to accept that it's it's implied that she got that money. she got money from her dad or something. Yeah, cause because because I'm like you know if my daughter did that like if I had a kid and it's yeah. like all right you're cut off yeah yeah you know? for sure but uh, and that's the end for of whatever the, reason it's the it, end of the movie and there's like mariachis yeah. playing behind him it's and he's, mariachis mariachis <laughs> mariachis yeah mariachis it's kind of a happy ending and and I like endings like this where the bad guys kind of get away with it um and 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 that that's that works for me it's satisfying it was to me it was a very trading places ending you know when they're they're all hanging out at the beach yeah and, I mean the movie <clears throat> didn't that kind of happen and uh, well that happens in a lot it of happened movies. in the town. Uh, which is a way more intense movie where Ben Affleck's character actually does get away. Um, just in the background, you see uh, you see Tim Robbins making a boat. Tim Robbins, yeah, okay, yeah, that's another one. <laughs> like well, a Shawshank. Kind I, of oh thing. man, I love that. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, my friend Andy Dufresne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get busy living or get, get busy, busy dying. dying. I liked it. I I personally liked it, and I I remember thinking. Um, you know, at the end of it all, I was like, okay, well, this is very different than I remembered it. Yeah, I think I think I like I because th- when we were talking about doing this, I was I was saying to my wife, I'm like, oh, you got to see this movie; it's great. Now yeah. I'm watching it, I'm like, this isn't as great as I remembered it. Yeah, and I I got to thinking a lot about um, well, actually, right around the credits roll, you get to see or you hear like Rollins band. Yeah, they do a uh, uh the the song there at the end, um, and there's other great bands. Throughout the movie, Bad Religion, Rancid, Offspring, Down by Law, No Effects, Suede, and One Dove. And yeah, there is good music in it because it again, really good again music, this yeah. whole this whole movie really does take place on a freeway. It was a, it was shot in Texas. Mm-hmm. I was I had to look that up because I'm like, there's no way that they shut down a Los Angeles freeway to shoot right. this. I, there's really I got a really interesting stuff about that too. Yeah. It's like the film is set in California, but it's actually shot in uh, Houston metropolitan area in Texas. Because um, Rifkin explained that shutting down a freeway in Los Angeles for a long period of time would have been way too expensive, and the um, and there was another interesting. Okay, so to reduce costs, part of the uh, car chase was filmed in the middle of a traffic stream during an actual Houston rush hour, without clearance 
and with no stunt drivers filling in for actress Charlie Sheen and Henry Rollins. Wow. So they're just, well, I mean, there are scenes where you can, I think you can kind of tell that there's some green screen because you can just see the, the police cars, I mean, yeah. just doing the same maneuver back and forth. There was, back yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. But yeah, like the helicopter shots and stuff like that. You see like how, uh, how closely like formed those, the, the cop cruisers yeah, they were are. Yeah, really good at it. I was like, why would you? Why would you be driving in like a formation like that, so tight together? They were like bumper to bumper and door to door. I was like, that seems seems dangerous. You know, where were the spike strips? Right. You know, getting out ahead. Like the new, there was a news van that got out ahead of the whole thing, and like here they come, and you know they do that. Why well, couldn't they? There, uh... there were a few people who did like the movie. Uh, Roger Ebert gave it gave it two and a half out of three stars. Now, I feel like Roger Ebert in the nineties was just. Thumbs up and everything, left and right, personally. Um, but he he felt that the chase was slick, charming, and with moments of real wit. He also praised Swanson's unaffected charm and Sheen's ability to play an almost impossible role in a fairly straight style. Because he had done, like, hot shots and stuff like that. And he wasn't, <clears throat> yeah. wasn't really a serious actor at the time. No. no. One, you know, compared to his father. Well, he had... Know. I mean, to be fair, he had a couple of serious... Uh, movies before that most notably platoon um lucas uh wall street and um what was the other one um uh no i uh, or uh, i'm sorry at the time uh minute work well, i guess that's a and young guns well those are kind of like yeah minute work too. young guns uh and uh, james uh red dawn uh, barden uh, oh yeah red oh, dawn. forget about red about dawn that. holy crap uh, another guy agreed with him that Sheen uh, develops a surprisingly effective chemistry with Swanson and noted that Rifkin's use of satire is, quote, far more perceptive than one might expect from a piece of cartoon fluff like this. Yes. So. Um, and the, ch- the chase performed well when it opened on March 4th. Uh, it opened at about 1,600 theaters. It finished fifth uh, in that week, and it grossed $3.4 million in the U.S. box office behind Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Greedy, on Deadly Ground and Sugar Hill, uh, of which I've only seen two. Um, and during its second weekend, the film grossed an estimated 1.7 million, finished in 13th place, and overall, the chase went on to make 7.9 million in the U.S. Uh, considering its limited budget, Rifkin felt the film was a commercial success, stating that it made a quote-unquote huge profit for 20th Century Fox. And it went on. Actually, it didn't come to DVD until 2005. Yeah. And, and the only supplemental material is the, the film's trailer. So. Uh, there was a, the Austin Chronicle um, said that, you know, Sheen's uh, uh, his transparency uh, serves him well in the film. He concluded uh, the Austin Chronicle concluded that the chase uh, is, quote, nobody's idea of excellence in cinema. Rifkin's skewed <laughs> world view suits its rollicking, stupid slab of celluloid, celluloid just fine. It's big. It's dumb. It's fun. And yeah. that, I think that's good. It's big. It's dumb. It's fun. It's, yeah. It is a fun movie. I gave it one duck. I gotta give it two ducks only. I, I know because... one's like a small rating. I don't like doing a half a duck. Yeah, I'm just gonna say one. It's an okay movie, but yeah. this is not something I think I would like rewatch anytime soon. Probably not anytime soon. It might be something I might put on just for fun if, if nobody's ever I think seen it's a, it. It's a hangover movie. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a like a can, day after movie. Yeah, you, you know, just, you can sit on the couch, maybe fall asleep, wake up. And what go, did oh, uh, okay. what did IMDb give it? Oh, I know that's 37 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I don't think I looked that one up. You got it? Uh, it's it. I don't have it here. It's generally criticized for the forced script and the subpar actors. But I, I feel like, and this is why I, I changed my rating from one to two ducks, is because I didn't realize that it was going to veer into satire and parody. 
and 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 it's really is a really a big send up instead of you know trying to be, you know, uh, super serious. And I was like, oh well, that gives me it gives me a little more. Uh, I, I like it more for that than than I originally did. Uh, IMDb mm. gave it a five point nine out of ten. Five point nine. That, that's a, out of like sixteen thousand ratings. Okay. Um, I think there was another little piece that I wanted to talk about. Oh, actually, you know, I really just only wanted to mention. Um, this this made me kind of re reevaluate or relook at at Charlie Sheen and his body of work, and because you know, as of re, as of this recording, he sort of had like a fall from grace, where he was fired from Two and a Half Men. Well, that's <clears> way after. Way way after, oh, yeah. yeah. Way after, okay. But it made me realize, oh, man, he was in a lot of really he great was. movies. I mean, Major League. I mean, he, yeah, he was filming Major League uh, at the Navy time. Navy Seals, also. Did we mention Navy that one? Seals? Yeah, definitely. Um, we mentioned Red Dawn, uh, which is awesome. I love Major League. Money Talks, which is, I think, where the first time with Chris Tucker. Remember that one? Oh, wow. Where, where he's like, fat. He goes, and she goes, excuse me? He's like, P-H-A-T, pretty hot and tempting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, Hot Shots, Wall Street. I got to say my favorite Charlie Sheen movie ever is The Arrival. Remember that one? I don't think I saw that one. I know what you're talking about. Oh, I man. I, I loved that movie when it came out. And I still really like it now. Um, but then, also, as looking through his... his uh, his body of work here. He did a movie called Food Fight, um, like recently. I want to say 2012. Food Fight. And it's an animated movie, uh, and I use the term loosely. It is bad, like, like real bad, like student film bad. It is really hokey. Were they trying to do like a like a sausage party type of thing? It, it's before sausage party. It's a lot like that, but more family friendly. Where okay. where these food mascots live in this fully. <laughs> Fully realized world. Who does he play? He is uh, like Tony the Tiger. Or no, something? no, no, no. He, he's a fictional character, but he's a dog who who stands upright like like humanoid, yeah. uh, a bipedal, and is a detective. And his name is Dex Dogtective. Yeah. <laughs> and by the, silence, there's a lot of yeah. <laughs> it's, like, oh it, it's pretty indicative of how how cringy that is. the The cast it's not a not a bad cast. It's like Wayne Brady, Hillary Duff, Haley Duff. Um, and it's just a bunch of B. It's so bad. You see, like Mrs. Butterworths and the the the, the fish from the tuna, the tuna, and they're they're like fighting against these other characters. They have to, they have all these food mascots are like like teaming up to 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 battle some kind of threat to their to their existence in their world, and it looks ridiculous. Maybe and watch the trailer. Have you have you watched the whole movie or no? No, I went and watched the trailer and I was I, like, I will never watch this. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you think it was like maybe it's that bad. It might be it's, good. Well, it, it's remember remember the show reboot. <laughs> yeah, it's it looks like that, but it was made easily twenty years after that oh, goddamn show. Man, it just really bad. Like early like late nineties CGI. Just it's really stupid what, looking. What would be your favorite scene? Oh, man, I gotta go. Um, th- I had it written down. Uh, I really like the. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying. I'm really trying to like. I, I enjoy. Give me yours. Give I me enjoy yours. the Chili Peppers. I think. I think that's like. Uh, like just just the interaction. Of, yeah, of Anthony Kiedis and Flea. I think that's one reason I why we chose this movie because we were talking about it. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah that's right. And I think I think that's it's it's a fun part. So I I think it's hard to. It feels like the whole movie is one big scene. It, um, it, it really is. I gotta go. I gotta go with like sort of like the, the the entire gap of like the the second act. Okay. Where, like where they're on the road and and then the, the whole like ridiculous sex scene thing is like it's, it's just ridiculous how the whole 
Patty Hearst Stockholm thing would happen <laughs> so quickly, uh, and then she would change her tune and be like, "Let's fucking get out of here." Yeah, because um, she's, it's weird. She starts out as like this valley girl, yeah, style with her, her big hat, and her character changes fairly quickly, real fast. Yeah, uh, I think this still holds up. Like the the I wouldn't say like the 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 film itself, but the the topic that they. They discuss yeah. as far as like the news outlets for the '90s and how news is portrayed on television. Like it's the, the it was really about like how news just hams things up. And yeah, they, the sensationalist nature of just like, like the clip. Tabloid, thing, like yeah. this is really what your viewers want to hear. They don't yeah, really yeah, care yeah. about the safety. Like they right. want to know if they're gonna run out of gas. Like it's kind of it's sort of like recent events where you know there's this impeachment inquiry instead of bringing in a uh, an expert they bring in fucking michael moore yeah they, it's, it's like it's, we don't need to hear from him we, he, he's just trying to plug a movie or something bring in some, you know and and that's just what and news again, has become again we, we don't really discuss politics no, we we're, we're just i'll leave it at that yeah, yeah. We're, we're just talking about like the news um, yeah. outlets and how <laughs> we're losing viewers right now <laughs> yeah, just left and right <laughs> uh what else uh the main takeaway pretty much we I think the biggest the biggest takeaway I get from this is it made me more interested in other projects from Adam Rifkin. Yeah, that's I, essentially I would, I would what say I want to. Let's go watch more from him. It made it made me want to watch some other movies. When I saw like uh, the guy who plays Ari, the lawyer, yeah, I was like, oh man, I remember that guy. I want to watch a movie with him in it. Yeah. Like, um, um, other than that, I think I mean that's really the movie. Yes, yeah, that's it's, it. It's it's a fun romp. Uh, if uh, if you can watch it, watch it once again. It's on. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime Video, it's on there for free. Yeah. Our next movie is Barfly. Yeah, Barfly is is gonna be one of those. Movies I've never seen this one. That yeah, uh, this is one you suggested. I've never seen. Yeah, and the reason I chose this one was because I know it's so obscure that it'll be it'll be fun to revisit something that I think a lot of people have forgotten about. It's a Mickey Rourke movie on uh, Faye Dunaway. I think Alice Creech is in it as well. I remember watching it as a kid. It was in my dad's collection of VHSs for a long time, and it was just uh, just one of those random. I like Mickey Rourke. This is, I this, this is before Mickey Rourke went all like yeah crazy well, looking. I want to say this was when he started like the uh, downfall of Rourke. Not his downfall, but he was starting to like he was he was very method. Uh, I guess with this one, yeah, and he's a drunk in this, so yeah, okay. Being so methodical as a drunk could be detrimental to everyone. Um, who else so, is in this? Uh, Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. Creech is all I can remember off the top of my head. Yeah, it's it, it's Faye Dunaway and uh, and Mickey I want to say it's late eighties, early nineties, uh, something like that. But that'll um, be that'll be out October twelfth. I think another another thing I wanted to say about the Chase yeah. is this is a fine candidate for a remake. Yes, I'm not really. I know a lot of people are like, uh, like uh, fatigue with remakes and stuff no, but, like that. But, but this is this could be again. We've talked about the remakes. It, stop making remakes of like I listed the Lion King that's on here, and they, they yeah. remade that recently. And yeah, that, stop remaking stop, films that are fine on their stop own. Stop remaking good movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, what's like for instance, what's what's a bad movie that was remade and that was better? Like Red Dragon. Red Dragon is, is technically a remake of Manhunter. Yes, yes, it is from the eighties. Yeah, because Manhunter was, Man Hunter was the first book, right? For that, yeah, and yeah, it was a flop because no one really went and saw it. No, I remember my dad telling me about that because I was watching Silence of the Lambs as a kid. Yeah, like, you should watch Manhunter. Yeah, and we owned it. it. And I was thinking about this, and and some of the movies we're doing, like when you were kids, did you have a bunch of VHSs yeah. that were recorded? 
off of oh, like yeah. HBO. Oh, yeah. And you had to write like on the big, thick, black, like hard case box, and you had to look at it. It was all faded. You're like, what movie is that? Yeah. And watching. You had to like fast forward it, through watch, like two I, or three movies to go, get to the one you want. I want to go buy a VHS player because my dad still has all of those, and I really just want to watch them for the commercials. Yeah. Those are the best part of filming old, things. Oh, man. I, old, I, like, I go down YouTube rabbit holes where I watch oh, 90s, this commercials, 90s commercials. I remember that Dunkaroos. What? Or, yeah. I used to have stacks of movies like that where it'd be like movies like Drop Zone or, you know, uh, <laughs> that's the one that immediately comes to mind. Like, was uh, that Wesley Snipes? Drop Zone? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we, we have a pretty good lineup before we let you go. So, uh, yeah, next week is uh, Barfly. And then after that, we're going to be doing Copycat. Which um, I have never seen. You've never seen a uh, Barfly is not available anywhere. It is on Vudu. If you've ever heard of that, V U D U. It's about three ninety nine to rent. That's kind of how we're gonna watch it. Yeah. Because uh, I couldn't even find the DVD on Amazon uh, at all. Wow. So we're gonna do that. It wasn't. It wasn't a big. It wasn't a big huge movie. hit. That's why no. we're we're doing it. Um, Copycat is on Netflix. If you want to watch that, that's another one we're doing. That's uh, Sigourney Weaver, Holly Hunt, um, Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter, sorry, Holly Hunter, and uh, it's a pretty good one. You like that? And then our our Halloween episode Yay. is uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. That's gonna be fun with Jim Varney. So yes, we were thinking should we do a scary one or a kind of a stupid yeah. one? I think a stupid one's good because I love Jim Varney. We'll have plenty of time to talk about scary movies yeah. and thrillers like any time of the year. Well, uh, that's Duck in the Usher. Make sure you go to our that website, www.duckintheusher.com. You can see all of our podcasts on there and links to all of our sources. Uh, as far as our social media and, of course, <clears throat> iTunes, um, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. So we're all on those podcasts. Do things. you have uh, any any recommendations? I feel like sometimes there's like there's all Ooh. kinds of movies we can never ever we're never going to be able to get to. So I would like to start like kind of throwing out recommendations for people to check out. Should we do recommendations for the year that movie came out? That's a fine idea. Just to keep it firmly. N- nothing recent. Well, I'm thinking, you know, we could do recent movies, but also it's like we did this movie from 94. Here's another great movie from 94. Do you just want to do something that you saw recently? Eh, yeah, something I saw recently. You, have you seen anything recently? I've been, I've been really busy. I I have. Uh, well, I saw It Chapter 2. That's great. I mean, that goes without saying. Oh, Not, yeah, I saw that. Actually, yeah, that's the last movie I saw in theaters. So was it? Was it? Chapter 2. I saw a movie last night called Hellfest, which was way Hellfest. better than I thought it was going to be. Um. Uh, I guess I'll watch a lot of horror. Oh, I just right watched now. a movie with my wife. It's sitting in there. It's um, can't remember the name of it. DVD sitting in there. It's a it's a Disney film. Uh, did you ever watch Burn Notice? No, no. One of the chicks that's in it is. It's about the diving horses of Atlantic City. Okay, uh, it's it was an okay film. All right. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. That's, yeah that's chapter really... two. I think is the last thing I saw. I'm not. I'm trying to think what I'm. I mean, I'm waiting for the new Star Wars to come out. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to because it was a big thing, and I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, there's nothing really, yeah, nothing coming that, out that's really got my attention. Is, there's there's something out right now that I do want to see. I don't know. Well, uh, next time next time we come back, I'll probably we'll have, have a list. We'll have a list. Of we, we just kind of thought of that. So yeah, yeah we we'll start giving yeah. recommendations, especially you know. And again, um, we accept your recommendations as well. We do. Uh, if right. You want to interact with us? Yeah, and uh, again, I know that. Um, we set up a Patreon account. Um, I know we're still a little early in our, our venture here, but if you want to sign up for that, um, we have some perks and stuff like that, and we'll be doing polls. Uh, we might be doing a Facebook group soon, um, which we'll be giving out to our Patreon okay. members. You know, I think we have like the lowest tier is like a dollar a month or something. And, yeah, it's pretty low. And that'll give you like access to the uh, to the Facebook group where we'll be doing polls where you can actually we'll list like 10 movies, and you guys can vote on which one you want to hear for that week. Yeah. 
because uh, and if he, that starts working out well, we can we, we can, can use that more. as our uh, as as how we select our movies. Yeah, exactly. We we could definitely do that for the entire month because really it's just us sitting on my porch and trying to figure out what we're gonna do over a couple of beers, like bullshitting about movies. And and uh, I, I remember somebody asked us why why we don't talk about why we choose certain movies, and I think a lot of it is just because like. Well, the reasons for most of them are just like nostalgic reasons. Like we yeah, just remember I think, them. Yeah, we, they just come up in conversation, and, yeah. and if if we both go, oh my god, I forgot about yeah, that one. Then we're, we're like, great, we we're doing do that. that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if we both agree that like, oh, and then you know, instantly we'll both say a line from the movie that we haven't seen in you know twenty years. Yeah, that's fun. And well, that's the show, guys. Thank that's you it, for yo. uh, listening. My name is Josh. I'm Zach, and uh, we hope to see you soon. That's right. <laughs>